0: Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Lam Kar Sing was both a famous and beloved Cantonese opera singer in Hong Kong who died earlier this year. To celebrate his life and career, the Hong Kong Heritage Museum has organised an exhibition on show until November the second of some of his costumes and photos that he donated to the museum. I asked assistant curator Fionn Lin about her memories of him and how she had first learned about him through her grandmother.
1: Because my grandmother, uh, she loved uh, Cantonese opera very much. So when I was young, uh, when I uh, went to visit her, I heard that uh, she was uh, listening to the radio, and uh, sometimes I heard from, uh, I learned from her that uh, uh, he loved uh, the performance of uh, Lam casting very much because. Uh, Lam Ka-sing uh, was a famous uh, Cantonese opera um, artist uh, during that period. So when I was young, I have uh, heard of the name of Lam
0: Ka-sing from my grandmother. Here at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, you've got a number of costumes that Lam Ka-sing would have worn. He died earlier this year. What was the reaction in Hong Kong to his death? Actually, uh, his
1: uh, passing uh, was a great loss to the Cantonese opera community, and of course, uh, to his uh, fans, uh, it was a disaster to them. And so, the museum. Um, would uh, like to pay tribute to Lam Kha and we uh, reorganized the exhibits and material from the 2011 exhibition, The Virtuosity and Innovation, uh, the Masterful Legacy of Lam Kersing, into this little uh, display. So we hoped to uh, revisit the spectacular uh, ca- uh, performing career uh, of Lam Kha with the public and to uh, pay tribute to him.
0: Yes, uh, actually the passing of Lam Ka Sing actually did show just still how popular Cantonese opera can be in in Hong Kong. So what do you feel personally was special about him? He did a
1: lot to ensure the passing on of the Cantonese opera. For example, he did a lot of uh, revolutionary changes uh, in the Cantonese opera. For example, he was the first uh, person to uh, introduce the projection of the subtitle uh, during the performance. And he uh, also used the dimming of the light instead of uh, closing
0: the curtain to change the screen. Okay, so actually the subtitle probably uh, resulted in more people understanding yeah. the plot, uh, yes. understanding the storyline. So um, Lam Ka Sing, where was he born? He was born in Hong Kong in 1933. And uh, when did he, did he come from a, a performing background or did he decide to become a Cantonese opera singer by himself? Actually, his father was a Cantonese
1: opera lover. So when Lam Kessing was young, he went to the theatre to watch the Cantonese opera performance with uh, with his father.
0: I'm talking to Fionn Lin at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum. We're here at an exhibition, A Voice for the Ages. A master of his art. A tribute to Lam Kar Singh. Lam Kar Singh, who passed away earlier this year, was born in 1933. So in front of us, we've got actually some of his costumes.
1: We have as that uh, five costume uh, from uh, Doctor Lam's collection and to display to the public
0: in this exhibition. Tell me what sort of role he would have been playing here. Uh, This is the pink grand armour embroidered with unicorn motifs and a martial flag worn by Lam Kar Singh in Chow Yu, 1980 to the 1990s, and it was donated by him to this collection at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum. So what are all these... I mean, it's a spectacular embroidered costume. Loads of work has gone into it, but what are the almost like flags, poles and flags coming out of the bag? Actually, this is uh, the Grand Mo- Amour worn by the General and the
1: Cantonese Opera Play. So you can see in the uh, martial Fat, uh, there are uh, the name of Lam Singh is embroidered on the fat.
0: All right, so he would have even had his own motifs on there. In terms of Lam Singh's upbringing, you say that his father was a Cantonese opera lover. Obviously, in the nineteen thirties, forties, Cantonese opera would have also been much more present in in theatres and even in cinema than it is today. It was more of an entertainment in those days. Actually, in that
1: uh, period, uh, Cantonese opera was the uh, main entertainment in Hong Kong. But in the 1970s... Cantonese opera was overshadowed by little entertainment, for example, movie and uh, TV. So Lam Ka Sing, to preserve a Cantonese opera, he signed a contract with the television Television to uh, perform a number of Cantonese opera in the television, so that uh, the audience was uh, broadened, and many people they can uh, enjoy Cantonese opera uh,
0: from the TV. Okay, so Rediffusion Television actually took the idea of Cantonese opera and actually put it on as a form of mo- more modern entertainment in terms of television. Um, so, Kar Singh, as you say, was quite innovative in the ways that he looked to keep the uh, tradition alive. He was, uh, also had introduced the idea of subtitles in the theatre. So, going back to his youth, where would he have trained? in order to become a Cantonese opera singer. In the 1940s,
1: uh, Lam Ka learned traditional Cantonese opera in a training school uh, opened by Dan Chi Lan Fon And in 1949, Lam Ka became the disciple of uh, Cantonese master, Sikor Sin and uh, learned
0: Cantonese opera from him. Would he have learned then not only the singing, but some of the martial arts, or was that done by other performers? Yes, apart from singing,
1: he uh, learned uh, the martial arts skills. Apart from learning it from the training school, he also practiced martial art every day.
0: Yes, it's quite a discipline in order to maintain all of these things. And also the fact that a Cantonese opera is often three hours long, it's very physically demanding. Yes. So he would have uh, gone off and uh, done the training. He had, as you say, various mentors, including Sit Coxin, who would have been very famous in Cantonese opera at that time. In terms of the martial arts that he learned, what would you have said were his specific specialities? I mean, in terms of his voice, what kind of roles? What did he make famous?
1: Actually, he uh, was uh, performed as the uh, principal male role, Mo Manmolsan, in Cantonese opera.
0: So in whatever Cantonese opera he was in, he would always be the principal male? Yeah.
1: I would like to say something about Mom Kelsing, that uh, I think he did a lot of uh, contribution to the Cantonese opera. In 1993, after his retirement from the stage... He uh, set up the Lam Ka Sing Foundation um, to dedicate himself to the development of Cantonese opera and to ensure the passing on of this uh, traditional art form to the up and coming uh, actors. For example, he um, organized a lot of uh, seminar and talks to the public, and also to the uh, up and coming actors, so that uh, his uh, performing skills and can be shared to other peoples. <laughs>
0: I I do think he was a real sort of community man or perhaps he was just so passionate about his art that he wanted to ensure that it was passed on to the next generation. So as you say, he did various forms of training um, and also adapted Cantonese opera in certain ways. Did he also write Cantonese operas at all? Was he involved in any kind of uh, writing music or writing scripts? He also are involved in the writing of the script,
1: for the performance, in recent years uh, there are lots of Leo uh, Cantis opera pot written by uh, people.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So, it is it something that is moving forward moving. Um, now? Lamcar Singh, as you say, was uh, famous. Um, he was a, a loss. To the community of those who enjoy going to Cantonese operas. But uh, in terms of his principal roles at the height of his career, what these lead men that he would have been playing, what kind of roles would they have been? For example, uh,
1: The Sound of uh, Battle, The Jourdis, uh, The Torn Between Love and Hate, uh, these were the uh, famous uh, repertoires
0: performed by uh, Dr. Lam. So back in the 1930s and 40s, he would have really been... Would he have been performing in theatres and also in the mat sheds? So meaning uh, for the festivals, say at Sokowan or uh, those areas.
1: Yeah. Apart from performing in the theatre, he also uh, performed to Cantonese opera in the shed Theatre.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, in, in sokowan where I'm, I'm, I live near there, and it's still performed yeah. every year, that tradition... Really continues, um, so in terms of uh, did he have a family life as well uh, was he a bachelor or did he have a family? Dr. Lam and
1: his wife uh, was a perfect couple, and he had uh, two sons,
0: okay and uh, was his wife involved in Cantonese opera at all? Yes, his wife uh, was also a Cantonese opera artist, and what's her name? Hong Tao Chi. Going through his career, he was training in his childhood. Then he would, uh, right at the end, uh, in 1993, in terms of at the, towards the end of his career, he's also training the, ne- the next generation. But in between, he would have set up his own uh, Cantonese opera theatre troops.
1: He has uh, set up uh, two major Cantonese opera troops. Uh, one is uh, the San Singh and the other was the San Sing. These two Cantonese opera troops uh, were very famous in Hong Kong in those days. Why were
0: they so famous?
1: Because of the excellent performance of Dr. and the other artists in these
0: two Cantonese opera troupe. In curating this exhibition here at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, uh, Fionn, you've you've uh, got his costumes, you were involved in the exhibition about him uh, when he was still with us in 2011. Uh, in terms of the visitors who come here, what have they told you about their memories of Lam Ka In this exhibition we have a, a message
1: board for the uh, public to write down their memory to Dr. Lam. Very often they wrote that uh, they are very uh, missing uh, Dr. Lam and thank you for his uh, contribution to the Cantonese opera.
0: My thanks to Fionn Lin, Assistant Curator at the Hong Kong Heritage Museum, talking there on the exhibition, A Voice for the Ages, A Master of His Art, a tribute to Lam Kar Singh, which is on show until November the 2nd. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.